Yeah, this, is fanboy, this is fanboy actual <laughs> laser pointer engaged. <laughs> okay, so the call sign is fanboy actual then. Uh, homosexual 17, this is fanboy actual. Uh, call sign is either fanboy actual or fanboy 18. Perfect. Uh, sub 27, this is fanboy 18. Uh, this is your slide. Over. Oh, man, he's just gone. He's just... Hang on, I'm just having a, like, a minor sort of technical issue. <laughs> minor technical issue right now. Femboy Actual, why don't you start this out for us with some introductions? All right, you are listening to the Micro Machines podcast. And today we are going to be talking about not a tank, but a missile, the MGM-51 Shillelagh. But first, I think we should probably get some introductions out of the way. So I am Dennis. I am recording from beautiful, warm Ontario, Canada. I'm Ezra, recording from very meh New Mexico, about a place more thunder. <laughs> I'm Jack. I am also in Ontario, just like Dennis. We are in the same place. Next, same room, actually. Same room. He's in my walls. <laughs> Next. Uh, oh. Furry 2-3. <laughs> Please come in. <laughs> furry 2-3. <two>, <laughs> hey, what's up? My name's Greg. I'm recording from my garage in SoCal, eating pizza and uh, chipping away at tanks. And last and pretty much least, uh, you got me, Callum, coming in from a very clement weather day in New Zealand. And about to send a fucking Tomahawk missile Ezra's way. Hey. <laughs> Actually, I believe you just got back from watching the new Top Gun, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I did. And what did you think of that masterpiece? It was pretty good. I'll give him that. It was a... Uh... Well, I mean, the, the story was a bit weird, but they had some good uh, flight scenes. Oh, for I think sure. The, the biggest like flaw with the story was that they suggested that the SU-57 was a credible threat. <laughs> like three of them fly. <laughs> I, I just like. Oh, yeah, I they, know. Just... They, sh- they show Tom Cruise knocking out two of them in an F-14. <laughs> what? Oh, spoilers! Spoiler alert! Jeez, man! Yeah, come nah, on! Nah, I'm sorry. Nah, nah. I, I thought you had seen it, Dennis. Me? No. How many sexual one seven? I've seen in like the, the only like uh, F fourteen I've seen in the past like weeks when I went to Canada's Wonderland and on the uh, on like the uh, line the flight deck they had this model of a Canadian F fourteen. Oh yeah, that thing's so cool. And honestly, they did a pretty good job. They gave it like period correct markings and everything. Is there any like, story behind that? Uh, flight deck is a roller coaster at Canada's Wonderland, which is like based off of Top Gun to the extent where like they're not violating copyright rules. So like, nice, yeah. But they had an F fourteen there, and I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> That's sweet. Yeah. Callum, what are we looking at? So, as Dennis said, we'll be talking about the MGM fifty one Shillelagh, or also known as is it a gun? Is it an anti-tank missile? No, it was just fucking useless, to be honest. And uh, we're going to find out why. Ooh. Send it. So, to give a very, very quick condensed version for anyone who wants to know, 
<clears throat> so basically, what is the MG M51 shillelagh? Well, it was That's basically... what I'm asking. Yes, you've been asking for a while. Um... Is it a missile? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it was the US trying to combine a 152mm conventional gun with a 150mm anti-tank guided missile, but all you got to the to that solution was uh, more problems. Uh, and here's just a quick breakdown of roughly the history. So you'd be the US after World War II. Tanks are getting chonkier. US favors heat. Heat fires at low velocity. Can't aim over longer distances which is a problem. US develops MGM-51 shillelagh for longer distances. Even more problems. So they separ separate missile and gun, which creates the tow, which is a solution. Now, the British, I'll give you a quick condensed version of what the British did. After, the, after World War II, tanks get chonkier. The Brits invent the 105mm Royal Ordnance L7, they use hash, no problems. That's condensed version, but later on we'll get into more of, more of into the reasons as to why the shillelagh was just <laughs> a bad idea. <laughs> That's where I come in. I will apologize in advance. Uh, Calum told me to work on the slides before he. I, I saw he had even written this. So like, uh, next slide. Yes, <laughs> we get the Dennis version. Yeah, oh, you, get no. the, you get the well, cool I, version. And I, I gave the condensed. Version. I do the condensed version. Dennis does the technical. Okay, with the so, with his calculus and stuff. Flipping. Yeah, I, I I actually have like diagrams now. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Get ready for uh, missile technology one on one. Okay. So, um, so Callum's kind of described. I think a, like a really good history of like like you know what the mgm 51 is but like i guess i think it might be worth talking a little bit about like why why they wanted it in the first place right so after the second world war like as you mentioned the united states was pushing towards this idea of using heat rounds right because the idea with that is that you can have like a really small cannon right because it doesn't need to fire the projectile at a high muzzle velocity um it just needs to have a high caliber right so you can have a really lightweight system put on a tank, which, you know, is good because, you know, it's less weight and all that, which is obviously a good thing. And you can still have the equal amount of lethality because a heat round is not reliant on the kinetic energy um, it imparts on tank armor to penetrate it. It is reliant on the, basically, the kinetic energy from the chemical reaction that takes place in the shape charge, right, as we can see here. So basically, with a heat round, it does not matter how fast or slow it impacts the armor as long as it actually impacts it then the shaped charge does the work to penetrate right so the great thing about this is that like you can engage something at any range right you don't need you know a powerful anti-tank gun like we saw in the second in the second world war um now at the same time you've got anti-tank guided missiles and the one of the first ones was the russian 9k11 malyuka um, or else known as the, uh, I think it's a 9K14 Sager for the infantry version. And they're these like really, really small missiles. You could put them in, in literally in a backpack, right? And the idea here is that you would like launch them. And once they are launched, the operator looks at the exhaust of it and then basically controls it over the, over like a, a radio system with a joystick. Um, so not very easy to control, but at the same time, 
they were really, really accurate against targets and ranges of a thousand meters or more, right? The thing here is that, so with a heat round fired from a gun, right? You guys with me so far? Yep. Yeah. So with a heat round from a gun, it's got a low muzzle velocity, right? Because you don't need to have a fast moving heat round. So the problem here is that because it's got a low muzzle velocity, the chances of hitting, say, a moving target like this one is an M60 tank at probably about 900 meters. If you were to fire just like a heat round against it, like a normal one, you're not going to hit it because the heat rounds travel so slowly, it's going. the tank is just going to move out of the way by the time it gets to its range, right? But the thing with an anti-tank guided missile is, even though it's slow, that means you can constantly uh, like you know, readjust the course of the missile. Right, so it's constantly moving towards the tank, no matter where it moves. Also, because it's constantly propelling itself, you don't need to like lay the cannon to actually hit the target. So, basically, what you've got here is the U.S. Army says, "Well, we want the effect of a heat round, but we want it to be accurate." Hence, they put it on a missile, so you can, you know, without needing to worry about you know laying the gun or anything like that, you can or calculating a fire uh, solution. You essentially can just use a missile and point your guidance sensors at the target, and you don't have to worry about anything else, right? So in theory, you have the same level of accuracy and greater lethality than with a conventional uh, kinetic AT gun. That was very long-winded, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was very, it was very well said. I mean, that's basically it. So, it sounds all good in theory, but um, the way that the uh, Americans tried to pull it off didn't really work. Um, they they just it was a bit. <clears throat> to summarize, it was basically a bit too complicated for what they wanted. Um, I know they gave it to a couple companies to try and figure it out. I think Ford Ford was one of them as well um, to try and sort the problems out, but. They, they just couldn't. So we're just going to, I've made a list of the uh, small, minor, just minor issues that the Shillelagh system brought up. Uh, first one, the missile could not spin. It was, they were designing it to not spin at all. But the 152mm cannon that the Sheridan mounted was rifled. So if you fired the, if you fired the missile, it would have spun which they didn't want. For some reason, the designers of the shillelagh just didn't want it to spin. So the way they got around this was using a key system. So the missile had a small key groove, a small key that fit in a groove in the barrel. And that was to stop it, supposedly stop it from spinning in the barrel. However, uh, this key system, if they fired about three, two to three missiles, the key system would end up cracking the barrel. Uh, rendering rendering the whole thing useless. That's like, lovely. like yeah, you could get two or three missiles away, and then your barrel had to be replaced because the whole thing cracked. Well, I mean, oh. come, what do you expect? Because you're taking all the force of uh, of like a projectile launch, and instead of distributing it across the entire cross sectional area of the barrel, you're doing it over like a, a key that's a couple inches in like width. Yeah, that yeah, it's that uh, whole thing. Oh, that sorry. That whole thing just seems like really uh, overcomplicated for absolutely no reason. Like, why does it have to not spin? 
Why does the barrel have to be rifled? Yeah. Um, so that was one of them. Now, the Shillelagh was designed in the 60s, uh, originally to go on the M551 Sheridan, which was being used in Vietnam. Now, can you guys tell me how like, how useful were tanks in Vietnam, in reality? <laughs> uh, there's a like reason what, you don't hear about them. Like, how long, what kind of like engagement distances in Vietnam would you expect? Oh, easily like 13 kilometers or... or, or. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually so not 20 meters. Yeah, so uh, yeah. Vietnam Vietnam War was very up close, personal. So, in saying that, the Shillelagh had a minimum firing range of 800 yards and a maximum range of 2,200 yards. Yeah, that'll do that arming it. distance. Yep, that'll do yep. that. So it had an arming distance of 800 yards. Um, yeah. Also, what the because the way that this fired, if um, the the missile was basically fired out of the cannon, and then after that 800 yards or so, that's when the missile, that's when the rockets actually fired, and it could um, follow. It's just. In Vietnam, you just didn't have those engagement distances. Um, everything was just way too close. However, they never had this problem with the Shillelagh. And that was because uh, all M551s went into Vietnam without it. They didn't have. They didn't carry the Shillelagh with them. They just carried the conventional gun. Hey, that's, that's a way to solve that problem. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. Because this, because another problem is the, uh, as we'll probably talk about a bit later, is the guidance system was by sight, and it's um, down. Yeah, well, yeah. it's just oh. it, it just wasn't a good idea. It just didn't work. Now, next problem. It wasn't just the Shillelagh missile that caused problems; the gun itself caused problems. So the 152 used caseless ammo. But the propellant didn't always completely burn when it was fired. So Oh nice. Yeah. So you fired it, <laughs> there's still propellant in the barrel. So I the see only no way here. Yeah. So the only way they could clear it was to go out of out of engagement and use a very complicated and very slow gas driven scavenging system to clean the barrel out of any unspent uh, unburnt um, propellant. Jeez. Yeah, there was no also thanks. another problem. The recoil of the 152mm gun was so violent that after they fired it a few times, they couldn't fire a missile because the recoil damaged the electronics for the for the firing and <laughs> aiming system of the missile. <laughs> I've got Jesus a few words Christ. to say about this this absolute monster Rube Goldberg machine of a of a missile guide system. Yeah. But basically, you could use one or the other, but you couldn't use both because they one destroyed the other. <laughs> if the tank destroys itself, it's returning to the earth. And it's basically, a tank destroyer. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> now, what else? Um, oh, now the Shillelagh missile was extremely long. It was a very long missile. The Sheridan. <laughs> behave 
Behave. <laughs> <laughs> the Sheridan is not a big tank. So hey. they could only carry a max to a nice. grand total of eight missiles. Size doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's plenty. Um and for and for their conventional heat rounds, they could only carry twenty. Now I see these, no issues here. These uh these caseless rounds well when the tank was hit, they tended to burn quite fiercely. And basically cooked off the entire tank. Fuck now also, yeah. Now also <laughs> take in consideration, the Sheridan was made from aluminium, which means it burnt very well. T-72 moment. Yeah, I mean... you're. Calum, it's yeah. pronounced aluminum. Aluminium? Fuck off, not where I'm from. Wait, wait, is that is that how you actually say aluminum? Yeah, so that's, that's how we do it. I don't know why. Aluminum is better, it's just, that's just not how... It works for us, so yeah. Aluminium sounds very like space age, like very nineteen fifties. Yeah, you cool, said though. aluminium, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. Well, now <laughs> you know. Now you know. Yeah. Made but, of aluminium. Yeah, but it burnt really well because the armor on a Sheridan is only something what eight millimeters. It's got basically nothing, eh? It's basically just oh. structural steel. Well, al aluminium. Yeah. So, yeah. So if it if it got hit, it just burnt immediately from the caseless ammo and the fact that it was just the materials made out of. So those are some of the problems, uh, Dennis. Do you have you identified any more problems with the Shillelagh? Uh, did I? Oh yeah. Uh, we get the uh, long-awaited sequel. Okay. So, um. Okay. So. Basically, like there is an inherent design flaw. In that they made a rifled gun, right? That's completely fine. There's no issue with that. Ford did that, right? Right. However, they wanted. They also made a missile system that could not work if it spun in flight, right? Now, some missile systems will work with a rifled gun because they're designed to spin, right? The spinning motion kind of stabilizes them, and they just kind of angle their fins to redirect the spin. Um, this was not one of them. So the problem with the Shillelagh was that. You're trying to integrate something that cannot spin with a rifled gun, right? As uh, Callum said. So basically, again, the key lock system, to reiterate, meant that, like, like invariably, the barrel will crack because you're putting way too much force on a very, very small area of the barrel. Whereas, say, a rifled shell puts it on the entire area, right? It's much better, like, force distribution. Um, so the other problem is there are successful like examples of barrel launched ATGMs. So up here we have the uh, Israeli I want to say it's the uh Oh, hold on. Hold on. Guys, give me filler here for a second. Um I I think 8 millimeters is plenty actually. It I think that's a that's Ezra help me out. Oh yeah, eight millimeters will stop like a small rock. I mean, what more do you need in Vietnam? Yeah, or just anywhere, um, anywhere. <laughs> the lahat, oh, yeah. the the lahat. That's right. Sorry, that that's what it was. The lahat. It'll uh, definitely stop some uh, some Taliban guy trying to jihad you. Okay, so, um, so yeah, so this is the hat. Basically, um, it's a one hundred and five millimeter 
a barrel launched missile, and oh. this works because it is fired from a smoothbore gun, which doesn't have rifling. So you can have a missile that is not designed to spin in flight, paired with a gun which does not fire things that spin. It's beautiful. It works. They put this thing on helicopters, on trucks, and Merkavas. I love it. Down here, we've got the Indian Samho, um, which is, again, a laser-guided beam-riding uh, anti-tank-guided missile. Barrel-launched smoothbore gun. It's fine. Again, it worked. They work. This is like a technology that works very, very well. It's just that you should not integrate them onto rifled guns. Can I, I just say real quick that yeah. that Indian tank down there, that just looks Indian. The Arjun like is camera. very like, yeah. It, it, it is very much a uh, bit of a meme. They're doing telemarketing in that tank. Hello, sir. I need you to <laughs> access your bank account. <laughs> My name is John. Sending a new Windows update. <laughs> uh, we've just been banned by the entire country of India. Uh, uh, Jack, I don't think we're going to get a lot of views from uh, a certain city uh, west of Toronto. <laughs> oh, oh no! Not saying any names. Um. Oh, okay. yeah, the Arjun is so weird because it's been in development for like 20 years and they still haven't figured it out properly. It's kind of like the T14. You're too busy um, scamming people. Oh, okay, yeah. So, the biggest issue. Uh, guidance. So, the way that this missile was guided, right, is that the gunner would place his gun sight on the target, right? Makes sense. Okay. You know, straightforward. Yeah. The turret turns. Whatever the turret is pointing at, the missile conceivably should hit. The problem here is that they hadn't really figured out like laser beam guidance systems, right? Where the missile just kind of follows a laser beam right to the target. Um, instead, they were using a visual guidance system. So what you have is that you have a, an infrared television camera on the Sheridan. It was like some sort of like, it was an infrared sensor. And the missile exhaust produces an infrared signature, right? Because it's hot. So the idea here is that the, the you've got the the tank looks at the exhaust signature of the missile then it compares that data to the orientation of the turret and it somehow computes uh, like a course adjustment in real time for that the problem is like it's a really terrible system because like the Sheridan didn't have proper computers on board. So like doing this sort of calculation, you couldn't just like swing the turret around and expect the missile to follow it. Like your course adjustments had to be very, very tiny. Um, the other problem is if you're in a hot area, like if there are, if there are other like IR emissions going on, like for instance, other tank shells, the system would probably like lose focus on the missile. So you had to operate this thing kind of like in exclusively, you know, with no, nothing else going on. Um, question for you guys: How many missiles do you think they made? Hmm. I, I think Not I know the answer, many. but I'll let the others. Um... Maybe like a stupid amount because it's America. Too many. Yeah. Any I think it was around uh, eighty-eight thousand. Eighty-eight thousand is. Oh. Mm. Guys, guess how many they used in combat? None. Zero. A yeah, than I know the answer to this one. I'll let the others <laughs> guess. Yeah, we're gonna have to Wait, let these guys did, figure it out. Did they? Uh, did they send them to Ukraine because they're useless? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm actually. I'll give you guys surprised. one hint. 
first Gulf War. Oh, God. Mm. 91? Six. Out of 88,000. Oh. They fired six. six. And only ever at bunkers. Oh. I was going to say, they fired the... them at unpopulated bunkers. Yeah. That not is all of so gay. Oh, my not God. Not all of them even hit at a stationary <laughs> target. <laughs> <laughs> the guidance system was that weird. Like They, they chose the single most audaciously complex guidance system possible when like lasers exist i i, I could go on for like years about the guidance almost system, sounds but, like almost sounds german yeah the thing is like the russians used the same system on the early t-72s again it didn't work it, it, it didn't it didn't work at all um the oh, well they're america they could do it better the 9s-119 <laughs> reflex uh greg remember when you shot down that blackhawk and squad i will never forget yeah, so basically the uh, missile there used the uh, used a similar system, like the early version of it. Yeah, and it never hit anything either. Like this was a fundamental flaw with this technology. It's like they figured you could make like a, a computer, like computer visual guidance system. It never worked. But um, yeah, like there are just a lot of technical reasons why this thing just never worked. But we do get cool photos of ones that did. I like the lot. It's cool. Where that thing go? Yeah, hold down. Hold down. Yeah. See, at least at least in Vietnam, you know, which is when it was conceived, they did, it wasn't really needed in Vietnam because how many tank on tank battles were there actually? There were like a handful. Yeah. So it wasn't even a system that was really needed at the time. <laughs> it was against T thirty four eighty five too. So. <laughs> <laughs> the old T fifty five or fifty four. Yep. <laughs> You're in BU, a T-34 commander, and you see a Sheridan launch a heat round at you. Honestly, if you're in a Sheridan and you faced up against, say, like a PT-76, I think the 50 cal on top would do more damage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, enough nerdery. Let's look at cool tanks. Yes. Aha! Hey, Ooh. Deathstalker. So this one is, of course, we all know, but some people might not. The M551 Sheridan. Is this one... This one's probably Gulf War, isn't it? This Just is Gulf looking War. looking at the camo. Yep. yep. Ryfield models actually use this as their box art. Really? Their Gulf War Sheridan. Yep, the TTS. Oh, nice. Sheridan is a good-looking tank. I'll give it that. It has to be is one of the best-looking tanks of all time. It, it looks good. I think it looks good. I think it looks really good. You know the models where they put the uh, anti the heat screen um, on the along oh, the front. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those look cool. It's just so futuristic looking. It looks like something out of Starship Troopers. It really. In does. my mind, the Sheridan is like the tank version of an F eighteen. No, no, this is an F sixteen. It's too light to be an F eighteen. Yeah, I know, but this can... Okay, yeah, I was going to say it can pack a big punch, but so can the F-16. <laughs> F-16 with its 30 millimeter cannon strapped to the belly. So if you guys are listening to this on Spotify and you want to try and follow up, follow along on what the fuck we're actually talking about, if you type in M551 Sheridan into Google, you will find one called Deathstalker. It's got Deathstalker written on the barrel. That's the one we're talking about for reference. Just in case yeah. you're sitting there going, what the fuck are they talking about? Or if you've got <laughs> a very nice stash and you've got the Ryfield models kit of the Sheridan, it's the same one on the uh, box art of the Ryfield uh, kit. 
I think if the '90s were a tank, this would be it. Yeah. yeah. Look, look here. I have a, a bad opinion about like the Shillelagh and the Sheridan. If they had fixed the guidance system and like the propellant issues, I think that this would have been a very successful vehicle. Hang on. I so... think the Canadians would have bought it and kept it in service even till this day. Hang oh, on. So, yeah. Dennis, are you, <laughs> Dennis, are you oh, saying? Yeah, but... Are you saying if they had fixed the guidance system, the key system, the rifling system, the propellant system, the recoil system? If they had fixed everything about this tank, it would have been It would have been good. (laughs) 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 Look, eliminate the key system, get rid of the Shlele, put a tow missile launcher on top. That's (laughs) all. Are your hilt to die on? Yeah, yeah, put a hybrid powertrain in it. See, replace the the fifty cal cupola on the top, which is a tow missile. You know what they really should have done? Uh, striker, uh, what was no uh, crow's javelin. You know, on those strikers, so they've got the fifty cal, yes. and it's also got a javelin at the same time. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they now that I don't think that would work that well. Um, the British tried doing something cool. with the um, with their scorpions. Uh, they put Milans onto them. Wait, really? Yeah. They tried it. Awesome. They tried to. They tried to put Milans onto them, um, and they called it the Spartan. It's just that since it's you know a weapon that's shoulder mount, shoulder fired, and infantry, infantry can get you know within two kilometers of a tank, which is the range of one of them. In a tank, it doesn't really work. Um, so that they well, they did try doing that with shoulder well, mounted well, well, onto well, a vehicle. Just take the Milan and make it so you can launch it from the barrel. Because then you won't mm. have to get out and use the shoulder launcher. Oh, no, no. The, the shoulder launchers were mounted in a turret. Like, the, they, they took the gun off and put the uh, oh. Milans on them. Like, they were actually connected oh. in, in a turret. Oh, I stand correct. Never mind. I yeah. think we've got a Spartan. Uh, yeah, the Ontario Regiment Museum has a Spartan. I remember seeing it. Oh, Nice. Yeah, so they they should have the uh, the two Milans on them. Yeah, and I think apparently I it that. just apparently it just like the range was too small, so for a tank it wasn't feasible, or for an, any vehicle, because otherwise you are well within retaliation range. Whereas infantry, you fire it and then you just run into wood wooded areas or anything like that. I think Greg would have something to say about running into wooded areas after fighting uh, lightly armored vehicles. <laughs> Notionally, yes. <laughs> uh, might as well go to the oh, next slide. I just want to say I don't like this. On the Spartan MC uh, MCT, the one with the two Milans, they're literally strapped. Extras are strapped to the side of the hull. <laughs> Beauty. Like, how explosive are these things? Like, would go ahead and shoot moment. it and find out. Yeah. <laughs> just get strafed to a seven six two and the whole thing just goes. <laughs> hey, who's popping those tops? Our fucking machine gunners. <laughs> <gasps> oh the M sixty starship. I love this thing. So yeah, yeah, so what the fuck am I looking at? So this is the <laughs> M sixty starship. This is basically taking what? an M sixty A one, chucking the uh Shillelagh gun system onto it, and it became the A two. Um its service life was not long. I think maybe eight years. Good. Too and long. then they then they changed it to the uh, A three, which basically had the uh, was a modified A one turret. Can I just Nova say that? Like Dark 2. 
that turret is just beautiful. No, oh. it's not. No. It looks so cool. Thing is, though, um, um, looking at records and whatnot, it seems the name Starship came along fairly recently. Like when this thing was um, designed and stuff, they it wasn't called the Starship. It was just known as the A2. So it seems like um, Starship was a uh, very late name given to it. Prob- um, definitely because of the turret. You know, it's a very futuristic mm-hmm. looking turret, very sci-fi. But it looks like something the Jawas would have in their fucking big old junk trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the 50 cal mounting for the uh, commander. It yeah, looks cool. it is quite futuristic. The, isn't that 50 cal in and of itself like a, a bit of a, an episode we should do? Because it, it was like... Yes really weird one yeah, it was yeah. like an m2 but also not yeah yeah there was a while that they were using a different 50 cal or like some modified stuff actually we could probably do the same for the um a company tried to compete with the m1919 for vehicle mounted machine guns and they would put them on the israeli and cent- israeli versions of the centurion and stuff and apparently it was utter dog shite Hmm. I'll need to find the name name for it, but yeah, there was a. It looked eerily similar to an M1919, but it just failed on all fronts. We need to look into that. 1919 from Wish. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much one of the things that boasted was you could you know convert it so it could fire um, feed the belt from either side. Apparently, it just didn't um, too complicated. Just didn't work. Oh, so it's for those left-handed people, those weirdos. Hey, I'm finally getting an M1919 I can use. <laughs> not, uh, not always spilling like hot brass right onto my hand, right hand. <laughs> Dennis, we just, we all know you'll, you're just sorry you'll never be able to fire a Steyr AUG without getting hit in the face. Don't care. Bullpups are weird. <laughs> and then if we go to the next slide, yes. So this oh, is the yeah twenty millimeter remote autocannon. Yes. So this is the MBT seventy, or also known as by its German designation as the Dennis. Why are you asking me? I don't know what's German. Nubel Feistorg. I don't speak German. Um, it was the KP KPZ seventy. I think they called it. Oh yeah, the Kampfpanzer seventy. <clears throat> Yeah. The Covers Panzer. Yeah, I was going to say, shouldn't you ask Ezra that question? Yeah. Were you actual? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so, for people who uh, don't know what an MP- MBT 70 is, it was a failed joint project between America and Germany to create a new MBT. Um, for a lot of reasons money, time, all of that, it completely Box. failed. Also, one of the one of the main thing failing reasons was Germany had one idea about how they want to use their tanks and stuff like that, and America had a very separate idea on how they should be utilized. See, so, they had, so there was design clashes in that. See, I get worried when you say anything but modern Germany has ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but ba- but basically, so once the MBT seventy project was scrapped. Um, they went their separate ways. The Germans, as we know, came up with the Leopard. Smart boys. Actually, yeah. they would have they would have been the Leopard Two. The Leopard One was already around by then. 
and the Americans went with the Abrams. And you can, can kind of see ask, you can see influences of both tanks in this design as well. Can I just ask why, like, you don't see twenty millimeter remote weapon systems on modern tanks? Because uh, they're basically not needed anymore. Um, okay. A seven six two or f like even some people, some really stupid people claim you don't need a, even the fifty cal. But I just say bollocks to that. Um, but basically, like quite a few countries um, tried to have 20 millimeter anti-personnel or anti-aircraft cannons. <laughs> and turns out a 7.62 would work just fine. Um, but I know way, right? Carry more rounds, less weight. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, a 20 millimeter round is significantly bigger than a 7.62 round. So yeah. what are you going to carry more of, you know? Okay. Would you rather point. have like 1,200 rounds of 7.62 or like 200 of 20 mil? Yeah. Yeah. Plus, because um, I know the British tried it on the early early Centurion, uh, that had a twenty mil in a coax in the in the mantlet. Um, looks cool, but yeah, a, just a twenty millimeter anti aircraft infantry just doesn't work. It's not feasible. So one interesting fact about the MBT seventy, and I will describe this for our Spotify listeners. Um, if you look at a Sheridan, right, and it ostensibly has the same gun as the MBT-70, the barrel is a lot shorter. Like on the MBT-70, it's kind of the length of what a 76mm gun on the M4 Sherman was. But can you guys guess why this is? Uh, possible. Uh... Yeah, I got nothing, boss. Okay, so the idea here was they want the MBT-70 to be able to fire kinetic rounds as well as heat, right? So they extended the barrel of the gun launcher and improved the uh, bore evacuator, not the bore evacuator, but the evacuation system. Now this thing can fire Sabo. Oh, huh. Gunner Sabo tank. Imagine 152 millimeter Sabo. <laughs> it worked terribly. Like, it was absolutely horrible, but it existed. At least notionally. That sounds deadly. Yeah, I thought I'd just like alert your guys to the presence of that thing in our our beautiful universe. It'll never be the same. <laughs> now we know what we could have had. Look what they took from you. <laughs> so what they took from the Germans. <laughs> so what's the Feel free to take next... from the Germans. What's the next slide we've got? So I guess we should talk about the models now. I think so. Oh yeah. Excuse me. Right Ezra, Ezra, just side. for you. There's uh two academy kits there for you. I know. I, I was like skip browsing <laughs> scale mates, I was like, I don't wanna give him an academy kit. <laughs> okay. Let me just say the Starfighter by Academy is a is a beautiful kit. The Starfighter? They made a CF one oh four? <laughs> they made an X-wing crap. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm on my somewhere else. In their boots right now. The starship. Yeah. Yes. I I turned the ground. What's called now? The mothership. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Yeah. So, that, uh, that camo scheme on the academy uh, starship <laughs> is very. It's it's an interesting one. I think it, it looks cool. Of that uh, Arjun tank that we saw a few slides back. Yeah, yeah. 
And you got the so see now after listening to this episode and maybe learning something. See the uh, M551 Sheridan Vietnam War era Tamiya. You'll be able to buy that yeah. and go to your, go to all your friends and say, "See this? This doesn't have the Shillelagh system in it because it's Vietnam." And then you buy the also, Golf War and say, "This one has got the Shillelagh system." Also, because Ryfield models generally give you interiors, and Tamiya doesn't, so it does literally have the Shillelagh in it. Yeah. Disclaimer: sorry, that, was a do... terrible, that was a terrible joke. Oh, I wish Tamiya had the Shillelagh inside it. <laughs> Disclaimer, if you do what Callum said to do, just be advised, like, chances are you're probably going to get your lunch money taken. No girlfriends <laughs> for you. And sent to an asylum. Oh, like, guaranteed, those friends that you did have, they won't be around for long. <laughs> <laughs> I will just say, I don't know if you guys have uh, built an M551 model. I have. And, of course, instead of making a proper one, I decided to make it, like, fictional Canadian Airborne Regiment. But um, I just want to point out, if we're talking about the gun launcher, if you can see, if you're watching the YouTube video, the barrel, uh, to me, I actually put rifling on the inside of that, which was quite nice. And it was just a plastic barrel. I was quite Damn. chuffed with it. For people listening on audio, to me, I put rifling in the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> well, good on Tanya. <laughs> yeah, Ezra, so you can, you can take your academy kits with their smooth barrels and uh, you can go... Uh, pound dirt yeah, i will thank you you're welcome absolutely i i wish you nothing but success in that <laughs> i feel like he will actually pound dirt he probably will uh, like he's, will, he's living in new mexico of course he will i'll go take my starfighter and go pound dirt <laughs> yeah, he's just walking down the road with like a little f-104 <laughs> just hitting the dirt <laughs> um, they also made a model of the uh Kampfpanzer 70 Dragon did. It was a black label smart kit. Um, best I can find, this thing retails for like 120 US. <laughs> Which, looking at the Damn. detail of it is like, I don't think. Yeah, and knowing that, but... black label dragon kits, they're pro it's probably wildly inaccurate. Uh, I remember Brett Green uh, of Missing Links fame. Uh, he built it. Uh, he built like a test shot of it. It looked good. Like, don't get me wrong. So, and I don't know enough about the MBT seventy to comment on accuracy, but he said it was good. So I mean, I mean, if, like, if oh, go ahead, if, sorry. If Mister Missing Links says it's good, it's probably like half decent. That's fair, though. People said the black label M one hundred three was decent. Is it not? No, it, it's so wrong. Like the turret has wrong shapes. The drive sprocket is mounted too far up. The dimensions are totally off. Yet I'm still building one because it's an M103. Come on, Ezra, it's not okay to self harm yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to talk to somebody, the Micro Machines podcast is here. The Micro Machines podcast. You need help. Oh, you guys would encourage it. <laughs> <laughs> remember how every first episode started with you guys threatening to murder me in some way oh don't I worry don't we're bringing recall. that back yeah don't oh, it hasn't ended i'll don't ezra the minute you post one work in progress of that bob sample it's coming you think you're safe 
It's just Callum in his in his like uh, government issued NZLAV, just twenty five millimeter sabo across the ocean. Oh no! I'm gonna ride there, and I'm gonna grab one of the NZLAVs that's got that bloody um, dozer blade on the front. I'm just gonna come through his house. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> through the trailer. <laughs> Uh, but yeah oh, don't worry so, I'll start a whole new discord server dedicated to posting pictures of my Bob Simple I'll find it don't worry the MMP antichrist oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, otherwise that was the MGM 51 the shillelagh alright don't know awesome. if you learned anything but Oh, I'm trying to think of a pun. I'm trying to think of a pun for shillelagh, but I can't think of one. One thing I definitely learned was that Gunner Heat PC is uh, actually very usable as a training simulation. If you want to operate the 9K11. Hashtag subscribe to their Patreon. Yes. (laughs) Shout out to Gunner Heat PC. We love you guys. Yay. Got a pun yet? No. Damn. Who knew Shillelagh would be so hard? It feels like there's something there. Homosexual <laughs> <laughs> one seven. Why is the Shillelagh so hard? <laughs> uh, is well. that your Shillelagh acting up, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> it's not it small, it's average size. Size. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I, and don't worry about other. the crack. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a segment on this podcast called A Hill to Die On. You might want to get that crack it. checked out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I can't do it anymore. Greg, <laughs> come on with your Rifle test. your barrel. <laughs> 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 Yeah, we're all going to hell. Wait, 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 Oh no! Just what I need. You see, Mister and Mrs. Werebu. <laughs> Your son, oh, homosexual. No. Homosexual one stuff is acting up. Oh no! Yes, we we need to we need to have a word with your son. Can you go get him out of the closet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse oh. me, what'd you say? <laughs> yeah, that go over real well. Oh, geez. Anyway, Dennis, what are we doing again? Uh, I'm swiftly along. Uh, flipping, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Furry 2-3. Uh, what's with the fash wave? Oh, this is a <laughs> bad set. This is a bad... Uh... Oh, no. All right. Well, uh, welcome to the... Most famous segment on the podcast, The Hill to Die On, and this is this is my new hill to die on. Uh, America is not as great as a country as people state is. 
and that's coming from a uh, born and raised Texan, uh, Boom, far Texas. right wing, and uh, yeah, infantry marine at that. So, dude who has very right wing views, uh, just America is not that great compared to the rest of the world. How dare you? This is impossible. This is like this goes against everything I've ever learned about people from Texas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna get crucified by my own people. Fuck it. It's okay. We're your people now. Texas Facts. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Greg, you just gotta immigrate back up to Canada and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. We can You're finally be a Canadian podcast. <laughs> yeah, we just have to get uh, Callum here. We're just gonna like blindfold him in the middle of the night as he's sleeping and like throw him on a lav. Just <laughs> driving it just driving like a really old lav with an amphibious system across the Pacific. <laughs> Or a PT-76. <laughs> uh, Greg, why is America not the best country in the world? All right. Well, I could go on this for hours, but I won't. Do it. The yeah, timer please. starts now and then like 10 hours later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So some some key wickets, right? Uh, for those who don't know, I'm 23. I'm a new dad. Uh, my son's nine months old. And I'm married. Uh, I like simple living. And I like to be safe. And I like things to be affordable. Uh, Everything I just mentioned does not fit well into what modern day America is. And so things like affordable living. And I know everyone in the world is having a problem with gasoline prices, right? The war in Ukraine is not, you know, it's affecting everyone in multiple ways. But, uh... And not to be that guy that's like, oh my god, gas prices are so bad. But like, California, it's almost not. It's almost nine dollars. <laughs> Jeez, like, it's it's bad. <laughs> um, Dennis, could you reload the slides really quick? No, no, I can't. <laughs> actually. I mean, people, you see, I just want more attention. Greg, nine dollars for like, I don't know, was it a gallon of gas? Yeah, it's like that's like nine dollars a gallon is the future north? I want. I want it to go to fifteen dollars a gallon, whatever it oh, takes Jesus. to start bringing back the streetcars to the cities. Oh God! Fun fact: uh, Jack, it, you might Dennis. not know this, but uh, Jack, uh, Peterborough and Oshawa used to have like full-out like uh, streetcar and light rail networks that covered the entire cities. Wait, did and they we actually? lost them all? Yeah, um, I Oshawa did, was I even didn't planning. Even know that. Yeah, they were even planning on planning the subway at some point in Oshawa. Right up until the 1950s, and then buses came and ruined all of it because we can't have nice things. Damn yeah. it. I know they had plans to do the uh, GO train extended down to Peterborough at one point. Wait, really? Yeah. Dang. At, at one point. And then they, they just threw the uh, GO buses in there because... GO uh, buses are cheaper. such scams. Buses I know. in general are scams. Fuck buses. Yeah, train's cool. <laughs> train's cool. Yeah. We are a pro trains podcast. Dude, you can't put an armored train on a bus. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, can you imagine like a go train but like but aren't armored? Yeah. Go train with <laughs> like a turret on the top. Got, hey Greg. Salt. <laughs> Greg, I got some news for you. So how much how much was it for gas uh at your your end? Uh, so up north in LA, it's almost $9 a gallon down here in, uh, about 45 minutes South LA. It's getting up to just at eight. 
Okay, I've just I've just calculated it, and this is going to make me cry. Uh, the equivalent in New Zealand, um, we pay in your guys' units eleven dollars eleven eleven dollars sixty seven eleven dollars sixty eight a gallon. Uh, uh, I only pay okay. I only pay two dollars <laughs> and thirty cents. Jack, don't tell them about the conversion. <laughs> <laughs> no one mentioned liters per hundred kilometers. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, we're sitting. I mean, we're definitely sitting pretty high at the moment. Luckily for me, I don't actually have to pay for gas because I have a work vehicle. So <clears throat> screw me. There you go. But nice one. although I've been, I've literally been watching it. Um, like three weeks ago, I filled it up, 150 bucks, and then every week after, it's gone up by like five bucks, and it's the same amount I put in, and it's going up 150, 160, 165. I think next week will probably cost me about 170. Well, this, this, is God. this is perfect. This is the future we need. It's <laughs> just like Al Gore is so just like pulling the strings of of the world right now. We're we're getting that eco friendly future. Yeah, you're just trying to have everybody in a Prius. Dude, straight up. I, I've become like somehow a part of the Japanese like stanced prize subculture. It's really weird. I've got <laughs> Japanese guys in my DMs now. Like just you showing actually? me pictures of their prize. That's that's what like half really? of your... you guys think I'm just posting all those pictures on my Instagram for you, for because I like them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean come on, they are they are clean as hell, but no, I I've somehow like wedged myself into this subculture. Cause just because I like I post a bunch of these people's builds. Dude, I had argued with my friend the other day that Priuses can actually look cool. He said it wasn't possible. Because everyone oh, thinks Priuses are for gay people because the closed-minded <laughs> mindset of Americans. Dude, yeah, but that's I, why I, Dennis I put, drives one. I, I put yeah. the pedal to the metal with mine. I, I like I, you know, once you actually like start flooring the engine, it sounds like a Formula One car. Now, admittedly, <laughs> that's because it's like struggling to get you up like a hill at eighty kilometers an hour. But don't worry about that. Little do you know, it's actually a suppressed Abrams tank engine. <laughs> <laughs> dude i'd like to see a gas turbine price so that, that that's that sounds cool yo dennis you see all the uh off-roading ones that i'm sending to you i did yes i, I i'll I, just I, keep i'm seeing i'll just keep sending those my friend uh sends me just weird priuses that he finds i don't know uh and i send them all to you welcome to the uh micro Prius podcast <laughs> So, Greg, do you have any more uh, points you want to make? Uh, there's see. a lot of points. Yeah, there's. A I've lot. only heard uh, like gas and cost of living so far. Yeah, so yeah, gas the controversial stuff. Yeah, cost of living, uh, the closed-minded mindset of the people here, uh, the classification of people like poor, middle, you know, like middleman and then the fucking the rich folk uh like okay this is something a buddy of mine he's he's moving to england after he gets out of the core uh to go be a professor over there uh he said he doesn't want to work until he's 80 or he doesn't want to work until he's 60 at a normal job 
and then have to work at Walmart as a door greeter until he's 80 and kills over because uh, he can't afford medical, you know, medical care because the system's so fucked, right? Like, people in European countries and all over the world are... Can you guys hear me? Yep, 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 yep. Oh, We're just, yeah. like, enthralled with your stories of European countries. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there was, like, a white noise, and while I was talking, it just went away. I thought my internet went out. Uh, Furry23, tell me about the trams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well... So, retirement in other countries, like in Germany, for instance, my wife and I are kind of looking into it. Uh, people are like retiring anywhere from fifty to to like sixty, and are living not you know like bougie lifestyles, as you would say, but they're comfortable and they're happy. And like places all over the world, you don't have to wear extremely nice clothing. Like I think it's. Russia, Ukraine, and America are some of the most glamorous, like, countries in the sense of, like, fashion. Like, what you wear and what you drive and, like, the materialistic shit. Like, how to explain this? Okay, so, like, going to the grocery store. All of our food is fake. Okay. Uh, the bread makes you extremely bloated and make you feel mm-hmm. sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the meat has like microplastics in it. Uh, everything's over like a bag of chips is almost like seven bucks, like a small bag. I'm not talking about like a you know like a family size bag. I'm talking about like a a snack pack you throw in like a lunchbox. Miss um, Vicky's, we're talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everyone over worships the military whenever they shouldn't. Um, mm-hmm. being that was, in yeah. the, that's true. I mean, I understand appreciating your military, and I've got some deep feelings for the military. I've experienced it firsthand. We, we don't I, do I will shit. Say on that on that note, uh, Greg, remember that time I sent you that ad on Instagram. It was like a Memorial Day special, and you could buy like this little keychain AR-15. Dude, yes! Oh my god! It was like this company that makes you know those like tiny air, you know, like tiny guns, right? You put on a keychain and all that. Oh, uh, go guns! Sure, I'm not sure, um, but yeah, it was like, hey, Memorial Day sale! They save fifteen percent. It's like ugh. a day okay, that's I... supposed to be about uh, the dudes, the men and women who went and gave their life for the country and freedom mm-hmm. and the world's freedom. Uh, it's, it's turned into basically the 4th of July and right. it's all about sales and your four day weekend. Like I get it right. Like enjoy the time off. Remember what's, what it's there for. But America, like Dennis and I were talking about it, the way Canada does its quote Memorial day. What do you say? It's Victoria day. Uh, Remembrance State. Uh, Jack, what would you describe the atmosphere on Remembrance Day like? I mean, it's pretty uh, somber. Like, I don't know. You've seen, have you seen the uh, the flags on the 401? I have, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not anything like America where you show in like guns blazing, uh, <laughs> all patriotic and all that. Like, I, I, where... I, I, it's pretty respectful. 
it's like the one holiday where everyone like gets to stay off work, but everyone feels guilty about getting the day off work. Like you, you don't know. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you, I don't know about you guys. I I can't build a model on there. I can't play any video games on there. I just have to like sit in my room like reading the history of the Royal Canadian Armored Corps over and over and over. Oh again. yeah. <laughs> like I thought that was a standard guilty. Friday night for you. Okay, that y- yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, like, over here in New Zealand, the only real sort of holiday we have would be Anzac. Yeah, Anzac Day. Hmm. And even then, like... When's that? So, Anzac Day celebrates the the day of the uh, landings at Gallipoli, um, the first major thing New Zealand and Australia did during the First World War. Uh, So, we celebrate as as a remembrance for that. Uh, so usually you, if you go into any of the, any sort of town, so say for me, my local would be Titterangi village. There's always, um, yeah. you have guys location a- guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just blank that out. Remind me. Um, but like, you, so you have a local RSA, uh, which is a return services association. So if you're a, if you're a veteran and you're sent overseas and all that, you become part of this. So they support you and stuff like that. And so there's usually a remembrance service done in front of them. And there's usually a small parade, you know, they'll get a couple of vehicles and stuff. And, and there's usually, and there's also one big, big parade, the dawn parade. So it's a, so it's at dawn on Anzac day. And that's held at the memorial the Auckland Memorial uh, Museum. That was quite a good one to go to, actually. But um, mm. and we get the day off for it. So yeah, that's the only major like military sort of New Zealand military history. Um, and then we also do stuff like uh, Battle of Britain Day. So we'll have like an air show during that day. Um, and also coming up for the fifth of June, we have an air show. Um, Ardmore Airport's throwing the uh, Warbirds Association air, so- air show, so definitely going to go to that one because I haven't, because of COVID, I haven't been to an air show in about three years. Ooh. Yeah, I know, but yeah, others. Sorry, yep, go for it, Jack. I've just had this like really stunning realization that New Zealand is more militaristic than we are. Oh, hundred percent. Like the only thing we have are the snowbirds. Oh yeah, those uh, trainer jets from the 1960s that we the Air Force just refuses to let break down. Yeah, like making new parts for them out of like pieces of metal, like just scratch. <laughs> oh yeah, we're the Cuba of military. <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah, that's the only real military stuff we celebrate. Otherwise, it's yeah, that's about it. Like hmm. celebrating and appreciating your military is one thing, especially if they are a defensive force, right? Like their main doctrinal purpose is to be a defensive force. Like Japan. Yeah. And <laughs> Germany, no. Poland, like all these Being more like Japan. <laughs> Whereas here in America, like most of my training as an infantryman was spent on, and I understand 
offensive and defensive offensive and defensive operations. You need to be able to know how to take a town, you know how to take rural terrain, things like that. But trained to in basically invade a country like Afghanistan and occupy. Like didn't it didn't click with me until quite recently that like the United States worships our military so fucking much treats us like we're gods when we haven't like if it was world war ii and we're fighting the jabs in the pacific okay sure appreciate the military like you are right because most of those guys died however mm -hmm. guys are dying from suicides because command is so shit mm -hmm. and are dying in training accidents because again command is so shit uh we aren't doing anything the the most recent thing we did was kabul which was we pulled out of afghanistan thank god finally um, but even when we were very active in Afghan, like my, my opinion, we shouldn't have been there. Um, yeah, yeah you shouldn't worship your military for being in a war that should never happen. Right. No, not at all. Not, not at all. And it sucks for those guys who got sucked into that. Like m myself included who wanted to be sucked into it. Like you, you go through ITB and you get to the fleet and you want to go to war. Like that's what they tell you to quote pray for war. It's the stupidest shit ever. Like, well, a lot of people are just trying to pay for college too. Th exactly. Yeah, that, that's another thing. Hellcat. Dude, it, it's it, it's crazy how many people like in the military just want free college because of how inaccessible it is out in the real world. Like, there's so many problems. I, oh god, I could I could keep going in circles, and I already am. That's what this uh that's what this hill's for. That's why a hill's round. That's yeah, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> Jesus, Jack, that was deep. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I have one thing that I could say, but it's you know kind of touchy Send it. about the US. Like Dude, we we, we literally be, have been cancelled so many oh. times. Just say it. We're gonna have a police brutality segment. <laughs> What's going on? Honestly, yeah. I mean, everybody listening already knows. I'm sure we've got a lot of people on our side. Yeah. Just just so everyone's aware, like Texas, like the southern United States, I'm sure people know, are some of the most right-winged, patriotic, like brainwashed people you might oh, yeah. see. Greg, uh, that Facebook uh, group you're in, I don't think they're going to appreciate this segment. I got to be <laughs> Probably not. No, probably not. No, they're probably going to uh, let you meet Jesus. Yeah, that, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> Go to the big Oli fans in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Greg is Texas Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> what uh what were you gonna put out there ezra oh i was just gonna say like opinion on the police send it oh no i was asking you guys oh yeah definitely uh especially after what happened in texas recently uh really goes to show they don't give a fuck mm-hmm I will say, uh, Canadian perspective on this, uh, Jack, I was just telling you before we start recording about that thing that happened in Scarborough, where like there was mm -hmm. the call about the guy who wasn't even in a school, 
they locked all three schools down. He had a pellet gun. And he still got shot twice, like you know, five minutes after. Like Canadian police, no mercy. <laughs> Whereas in yeah. Texas, you got police officers with guns holding back parents from going to get their children, while those police they, officers go and get their own children. It's they also sick. have no mercy. Yeah. Oh, not yeah, at all. It's, it's a, a different, different kind. Way. Like the idea of police wearing plate carriers and having ARs is just so weird. I yeah. get if you want to have like a SWAT unit to have that for like a county, right? Because our counties are pretty big, especially in the South. Like I get that because there's bank robberies and shit like that, right? But for every fucking police officer to have their issued M9 plate carrier, fucking AR in the back, the shotgun most times, like, mm-hmm. like, bro, I thought the idea was you bring them in alive, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, have you guys seen that video that came out from Russia a few years ago of the Russian police? They literally pull up like a BMP to the house oh, yeah. and just start <laughs> shells into the house. Yeah, that, that's uh, something I think we would do in squad, Greg. <laughs> yeah, we did that earlier. That's not special. Policing the Stuck Russian way. Uh, I'll, I'll never forget like the, uh, a picture of it was the uh, Russian Burkut riot police. Uh, and there was like it was just, there were some riots going on, and they're literally like lighting their own Molotovs and throwing them back off. We'll take you in dead or alive, preferably dead. You know, I, you know, I, I I gotta say I can respect the hustle. Like I, I do respect that they make no bones about it. Like they don't <laughs> they don't care about appearances. Yeah, they're not trying to fake it. Uh, like, I, I've got family the... that are... go ahead, Jack. I was just going to say another thing about the, well, like a lot of cops, they, they, uh, they are there cause they want to use guns. Like, uh, and don't give them, in high school. yeah, they got bullied in high school. Don't give them these <laughs> weapons because they, they're there to use them. Yeah. Like I, I've got family that like, I said, I'm from the South. So I got a lot of those type of people in my family. One of them is a police officer, and he's been on the force for many years. He was in SWAT. He was a detective. He was an investigator. He was a patrolman. Like, dude has been around the block. And he I, – I would trust him to, to do what he's supposed to do. And he doesn't – like, he's one of those few and far between genuinely good people that does the right thing. However – Yeah, exactly. Like, my grandfather has a uh, private security business in New York City. Damn. Yeah. Question when it's for done you, uh, right, Greg oh, Is that I, I saw police wearing like these weren't like you know feds; these were just like normal guys at Ovade wearing multicam. Yeah, How, is it the case that everyone is just like straight up like a military unit down there now? It's everyone's. That's another thing wrong with America. Everyone wants to be fucking SF. Mm-hmm. Like, like is that how like militarized your guys are getting? Like normal yeah. cops are wearing flipping. Wow. I mean, I haven't seen it, but I wouldn't deny it. There's, it's. I think it's more so at the moment. It's definitely SWAT and maybe the sheriff department might start yeah. to doing. Might be doing it now. I'm not 100 sure. Here in Cali, that's not the that's not the case. But uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me because I've seen. Excuse me. You know how like departments will make like their little like presentation video to be like the the department. CEO or whatever with a couple dudes in the back. 
I've seen videos like that where they're a mixture between multicam and you know the regular black PD uniforms and I, yeah, it's just not right. I I don't want like so one of my sisters moved to Germany a year and a half ago. She has a kid. She's in her mid thirties, and she says she is so glad she moved just from God uh, the the safety the cost of living uh the -hmm. opportunities other countries have versus america the people the atmosphere like the way people treat them each other like she said in germany it's so family friendly like sundays is like no one does anything every like it's family day uh kids walk to and from school no problems no worried about getting snatched up kids go out and play from sun up to sundown and you know your kids coming home right see that's that's really cool like why can't we be more like Germany? I mean, hey, they've I really cleaned up it. their image. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's what happens. You just you just have to get invaded by America, and then it's fine <laughs> after. <You're great. laughs> Shit, I, I will say like we're the, the heroes. Walking to school thing. Um, <laughs> I went to high school a few years ago in downtown Oshawa, and like, even though it's not downtown Oshawa, has this reputation of being like a really dangerous, violent place by Canadian standards. Um. And I would walk there. Like, I would walk three kilometers to school, never had any issues. And I would walk in the early morning, right? So it was pitch black, like, and no one was up. Nothing, nothing. And I was supposedly walking through the, like, the most dangerous neighborhood in Canada. I, everyone was really nice to me. Even the crackheads were like, hey, how's it going, man? <laughs> God, that, the Canadian stereotype just perpetuates yeah. itself, doesn't it? <laughs> How's it going, bud? Something, something that, uh, something else she, my sister told me is that like transport and like your taxes, like, yeah, most places pay higher taxes in America. Right. And that's like such a turnoff to Americans because we're, we don't want to be taxed. We're fucking free people. Um, but like y'all's infrastructure is way better off than ours your roads are better you have trams you got your fucking buses mm-hmm. uh, trams. <laughs> uh your healthcare systems are way better like the pharmaceutical image here in america and the whole like you must buy 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 and buy uh just to keep up like it, it's such a keep up with the joneses i gotta be better than the other guy uh materialistic bullshit and it's it's fake like america can be summed up as a fake hypocritical self-harming uh downhill spiral definitely yeah i mean i i don't want my family to be here when that shit when shit really hits the fan and the country falls i mean the whole country is built on slavery and not wanting to pay taxes so Mm -hmm. yep i like taxes i like and then when and then like (laughs) When we're taught history, it's taught totally wrong. Yep. Yeah. My favorite one is so fucking brainwashed about it. Yeah, my favorite one is like Robert E. Lee didn't own slaves. Oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stuff like that is another thing that I will admit I used to do. Which, don't get me wrong, I love guns. Like, I'm a fucking grunt for crazy. They are sakes. cool. They are awesome. Like, <laughs> I got to shoot grenade launchers. I got to shoot automatic weapons. Like, I got to shoot rockets. Shit's tits. 
However, <laughs> um, <laughs> but there is a reason every single fucking country on this world does not have nearly the amount of gun problems that America has. Like, yeah, Mexico, they got the cartels and shit, but even the fucking, even Mexico isn't as bad as America right. when it comes to gun violence. And it, it's, it's so weird. It's really fucking weird to me. Like, I own quite a bit of guns. I, re- I do. And I'm fully prepared to sell them in order to move to another country, with the exception of my Mosin-Nagat, because that's a bolt action. I'm taking that. Dude, Mosin-Nagats are so cool. I've had the great fortune to be able to get my hands on one. and mm. They're good historical relics, and I promise you, they are really good for hog hunting. Hey, and probably still being used in warfare to this, to this day. Yeah, they actually are. They've been oh, spotted yeah. in Ukraine. Well, actually, when I was in Poland, I went to a gun range and mainly to shoot a whole bunch of Soviet weapons, a PPSH-41 and AK and stuff. And one of the selling points was a Mosin. And turns out they didn't have it. Boo. But we asked them about it. It's like, oh, they must be easy to get to. And he said, and the guy said, not, not really, because they're still kind of being used a lot. And if you do get one, it is borderline useless because, you know, it's probably gone through about four or five small conflicts and stuff like that, that they are just beaten to hell hell and back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there was a lot of them made, but they're all very well used. (laughs) That that is true. Mine's got a Chinese writing engraved on the side and it's stamped 1942. So I'm convinced it went through obviously World War II and then maybe even the the Korean War used by the Chinese. Well, now the, I can't get behind that. I can't. I, I can't <laughs> the one that I said a pick of that I'm that I had in the uh, in a picture sent a while back. That one had 1939 stamped on it. Remember yeah. that young. And speaking of guns, like literally, there's a flea market in town maybe like a mile away from where i live you can literally go there and just give someone like a hundred bucks and they will give you like whatever gun you want bro doesn't your town have like lots of people in it how do you have all this six thousand people yeah it's tiny jack have you ever even shot a gun i haven't shot a gun but i've i was gonna say i've like deactivated ones like a lee enfield I've, I've shot an airsoft gun that shoots like 200 feet per second. <laughs> oh, and sweet! I wouldn't. I would no. I, like that, I wouldn't even like take out my basement. Like I had to go no, to like, a range. I had to go to a range to do that. Dude, like here you can buy like sawed-off shotguns for like 200 bucks. No problem. Jesus. <laughs> what yeah, the like, hell, you like, guys? Dead ass. Like, <laughs> what is wrong you, with you? you? When my you wife don't even and I need got to married. show like any. I yeah, just hand them the money and they give you your shotgun. Fuck. Yeah, my my wife and I, after we got married, we came back from our honeymoon and we got her a little uh, concealed carry handgun because we <laughs> a little concealed carry M two four nine. Yeah, it's five five six. Uh, bipod swing down this way and click that button there for fully automatic. <laughs> <laughs> we should joke about like, this because it's true. It's got a cute like little Hello Kitty uh, ammunition bag. Oh, God, <laughs> fuck no! Just carry it around like under a big trench coat in my sock. <laughs> <laughs> like, God, it's it's really sad. Like, I get it. The Constitution states 
the the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. I get that. Okay. But for Christ's sakes, there's there's these mentally fucked up people either going to gun stores and getting these weapons to to kill people, or the CIA <coughs> is helping them. And ATF <laughs> oh, no. um, being pulled off the air. Oh no! We've, we've incited the anger of the CIA. Some of us are just going to like disappear by next episode. I mean, like, didn't the didn't like the ATF get caught like smuggling guns to the cartel or something? Yeah, and well, they had I'm to more do that to certain. make Narcos season two more interesting. <laughs> it's oh god, I. I told I told my wife because we're both from Texas and we both grew up, especially her, grew up very Christian, right wing type shit, right? Like America's the best and all this crap. Uh, and being in the real world, seeing seeing the world as it actually is, and wanting to leave is very intimidating. Because it's like, man, your entire life you're you're brought up to believe that America is number one, like. We're the only country in the world that I'm aware of that pledges allegiance to a flag. Like we're I've the always only thought country. that was a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, I, it is, it's very. Some I used to think shit. that shit was like fucking moto as fuck, bro. Like, not even kidding. When, when I joined the corps, I was I was so ready to go to Afghan and like kill dudes in pajamas because I was told they were bad guys. <laughs> no, 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 pajamas was the other war. This <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just like the propaganda for to get young people like myself to go and fight these wars which thank god i never had to go i came in a little late uh good we wouldn't have like our our favorite host exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'd be too busy uh sitting in the barracks screaming at the new guys because i think i read the world fucking yeah that's another thing fighting for freedom culture. Oh yeah, freedom, huh? Invading someone else's country and getting mad when they retaliate for freedom. Yeah, I'm gonna get pulled into like the BC's office here. I was like, about to say bro. you've got military police already like walking towards your barracks, like they're listening to our podcast. They're like, this is pretty good. He's got good models, but he's also like canceled. So, <laughs> yeah, I I live on, on base, so it actually wouldn't surprise me. We've got to, like, hold this episode in reserve, and we can't release it until he's out. And in the moment, <laughs> like, the minute he's out, we drop episode 11. This is the unreleased <laughs> one. <laughs> the hidden episode. Uh, <laughs> make the Patreon so you can listen to us talk politics. No, We, we skip from 10 to 12, never <gasps> release 11. Oh! You know what we need to do someday? We need to watch Red Dawn and do a commentary on it as an, as an episode. I was thinking oh my god, Fury. dude! Or oh Fury. yeah, Fury, 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 Red Dawn. We'll do both. Double we'll do feature. both. It's like how uh, theaters back in the day used to play two movies, not one. <laughs> dude, we, we, we play them that, both that at the same so cool. time. <laughs> play them both at the same time. We'll so, we'll have to uh, set up a time to actually go through some problems, like. My wife and I have been researching and seeing where because we we want to move out of the country. Like we can't in the next like two years or so, and we want to give some time with our with our folks to l- let them see their grandson and stuff. But we we want to leave the country, and we've we've got some like two locked down that we're kind of deciding which one we want to go to, and uh, just 
it just I'll I'll I'll, st- I'll leave it at this. It just baffles me that Americans think we have the best country and that the rest of the world is just a bunch of pussies that don't know shit. Um whenever it's literally quite the opposite. Oh yeah, I I hate it. Like the roads in Canada, how are they? Uh depends on the road. Yeah, I was going to say I was on and I was on yeah, Kingston Road in Toronto, right? Uh, like main city right in Canada. I was in it was in whipping the Prius and it was like the middle <laughs> of the night and I was at the stoplight and I was driving past it. I saw this pothole. It must have been 2 feet deep. <laughs> and I saw that and I floored it because I figured okay, the only way I'm going to like survive this is if like I'm so fast the wheels can't fully go into it. <laughs> <laughs> the loudest bang I've ever heard in oh, car. No. <laughs> I thought, yeah, there, there goes my wheel and my tire. I pulled over, like, uh, onto a side street. The thing was absolutely fine. Like, it didn't even notice it. Nice. Um, all-terrain right there. That thing is an armored vehicle. It's got run-flat tires. It, it's a tank destroyer. It's it's basically an M18, for all intents and purposes. <laughs> it probably is more armor. Oh, Definitely. <laughs> well that was well, then. probably yeah i don't even know how long we, we've been doing this but that, that was definitely like our most in-depth uh yeah that was a good die. hill to die on yeah that no one died though oh i feel bad now <laughs> yeah i was, I was gonna, like oh. I'm, I'm not gonna comment on that one just uh, oh. yeah. <laughs> and to uh to anyone who's listening and wants to, you know, just throw some hurtful comments our way, a we probably won't care to be honest. Oh no, we'll love them. Hurtful we're comments. Laugh. Oh. We're gonna laugh at you. Oh yeah, like we this, need the attention. At this point, I, we're I, probably like just so desensitized to like bad shit happening that it really doesn't affect us anymore. I'm just going to laugh at you while I take my publicly subsidized uh, streetcar to work. and go get your uh go get your proper health care but yeah otherwise that last segment uh the opinions are of our own and well we're allowed to have them and that's just fine just dennis laughing at an angry comment while on his way to the free doctor (laughs) (laughs) but well yeah go for it go for it dennis uh, Patriot uh, two three. This is Femboy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I think I've got three or four slides. So I'm going to try to bust through this real quick. Uh, some work in progress stuff I've got going. So on the left hand side, top bottom, that's a V22 Osprey I'm doing as a commission build uh, for a guy I work with. Basically, just landing in uh, 29 Palms, the place where you go to die. Uh, top is another commission build I'm doing for the gentleman getting out of the Marine Corps. He worked with AAVs his whole enlistment. And, uh, yeah, I'm getting paid some good money to do a 172 Dio. So that's what we got here. We got a little M6 gun truck that's going to be destroyed with a AAV coming down the main road with a compound walls in the back of palm trees and shit. That looks then awesome. On... Yeah, it does. Thank you. Who made the M6, if you don't mind me asking? Oh fuck! Some old ass company. Uh, I think it's from England. Is that is it's, that why it's blue? No, no. I, that, I actually painted that blue because I'm gonna make it. Uh, you know, it's a fucking heavy duty truck. They converted like civilian truck. They converted to be a gun truck. Oh, 
okay. I was really confused. I can see then. it. I can see it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it seems legit. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of painting. What like I got to do on like the wheels, the fucking undercarriage, the grill. Like, there's there's a lot left to do. Uh, that's just a base coat. Uh, and below that is the two Germans that's going to be that are that will be going on to my uh, Italian campaign diorama here in the next few months. I should go to the next slide once. I, I, I got to say just real quick, the the resin casting of the heads and arms just that way they look horrifying. Like they look like something out of a zombie movie or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that about the guy on the left, especially like his head on the left is like very. Oh, that it's horrifying. Look at his eyes. Look at his eyes. <laughs> I actually, I was kind of thinking about keeping that one for an apocalypse style. Do it. All right, second part, uh, the top row. So I started working on the uh, group build project a little bit. And turns out Atlantis is not accurate. So the length of the barrel for the long tom was like half the size of what it's supposed to be. So I went in and... <laughs> so you're <laughs> saying size matters to you then? Yeah, size definitely matters. <laughs> I like them longer. Good to go. Okay, got it. So uh, that first picture on the top there, you see that wooden like del rod thing. And below that is a very short, <laughs> not long enough barrel that uh, I cut off. Uh, center top is the barrel before I cut it compared to the actual picture reference photo I'm going off of. Uh, it's significantly smaller. And the picture on the right, on the top right, is kind of an overview of the base before I put the actual barrel on. Bottom left is a new diorama rack I got from the Juicy Chair people. It's now called the Juicy Rack. Ooh, the Juice Rack. <laughs> you know, the, yeah, juice the Juice Rack. rack. Hey. Yes. <laughs> In the uh, center bottom, like? uh, it actually is clean, believe it or not. I actually kind of looked over it, and it's pretty clean. Sure. <laughs> I'm just yeah, you might want to get tested. Get like the uh, UV light <laughs> out on that. <laughs> I'm actually kind of scared, too. <laughs> Then, uh, I want to get tested. <laughs> Damn it, Ezra. <laughs> Size matters. The longer, the better. <laughs> you, had to make, you, had to make a, you had to make a longer barrel out of wood. <laughs> a nice long wood. Oh, God. <laughs> all right. Well, that, that bottom center photo with the table, and all, that's where I'm sitting right now. And then the bottom right-hand side is the two tank crewmen that I got with for the Italian campaign dial. Beautiful. Yeah. Great, man. Alright, this should be the last one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have way too much fun. Oh, oh we yes, do. we do. We really do. Alright, so. Uh, I will say, I like how long that looks now. It looks so much better. It, it's more it's accurate, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, it's more sure. the proper size. <laughs> it was a bit stubby before. <laughs> I thought it was, no, was it? No, 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 the it was just cold. Full full potential. No, 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 it, it was just cold before. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's shrunk. So the top left is a comparison from the cannon where it's at now with my custom wooden barrel and the one below. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking can't. <laughs> I fucking can't with you guys. Oh man. 
And below that is the original Atlantis default barrel, which it's just it would work as like a howitzer, <laughs> but it just doesn't work for the long tom. And then the center, the long, top yeah, center, as we all know, tom is long. Mm. <laughs> Y'all are having too much fun with That's this. what they oh, all say. Damn. <laughs> oh man, I'm tearing up. Oh, fuck. <sighs> okay. Top center is the. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I'm fucking crying, dude. Oh. <laughs> Turn my glasses off. Fuck. Top center is the goddamn reference photo to where I'm at now. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, that took so long to get out. <laughs> oh god we're, we're so bad oh god that's yeah, where you're bad, <laughs> we're oh, bad. You, you're laughing too jack <laughs> oh my god oh my. all right okay. moving on uh we got the g72 for my russia ukraine dio thanks to dennis and ebay i now have the the uh, ERA bricks. So top right was last night had the chipboard siding put on, and then all the ERA bricks ready to go. The bottom left is all the viewports using two of the ERA bricks Ooh. that Dennis supplied me, and then a little explosion picture of a T seventy two going to space. Then center bottom is all the ERA bricks put on. And then center right with the uh, the proper commander is uh, <laughs> is the base coat painted down. And this whole time I've been working on adding uh, rust to all the ERA bricks and the tracks. So I'll show that in the podcast uh, planning later or the works in progress. But yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Wow, that's looking great, man. Thank you. Looks like it's going to take a long time. Hopefully not. Oh, jeez. Uh, I have a few things. <laughs> Clifton. Oh, Clifton. Yes. Oh, Clifton. Facebook never fails. Just telling you that now. Oh, real quick advertisement. Go follow our fucking Facebook account. Hell yeah. Please. Um. Okay, so this week I have been, <laughs> I have been struggling with a very small tank. <laughs> size doesn't matter. Some would say it's perfectly. <laughs> it's perfectly adequate. Uh, so I've been mean, no, yeah, get the job it. done. <laughs> oh, get the job done. It'll deliver. It's, it's taking me a long time. That's for sure. Although <laughs> uh, well, you, so I. I Dennis, just gonna ask. So you're making the Wasp version, right? Yes, I'm doing the 2C, which had the uh, fuel tank on the back, like not in the carrier itself. So it's small and it got and it's got a burn to it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I was honestly not expecting that, Callum. You sounded very mature there. Good, good on you. So that was on the back. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so you're saying a single a single round to its rear end could totally blow it up? <laughs> oh no, god! No, 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 actually, no, no. 
even an incendiary round would not cook up cook off the fuel for a uh, wasp <laughs> because it needed a very like that was the whole point. The fuel was so hard to ignite any of the special magnesium so lighter. Like you could shoot the fuel tank up with anything you want, and it still wouldn't catch fire. Ah, uh, sorry. I'm where trying was to I? Oh, think. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something to go with that. I was trying to make. A, I was so trying hard. to think of a. I was trying to think of a penicillin uh, <laughs> pandemic. Oh, but... <laughs> we need to ban certain words now. <laughs> so um, yeah, so basically, I've been struggling with this with this kit. It has been it's been problematic for me, uh, just because of the sheer level of detail in it. Like it is not anything like the Tamiya kit. Um, Small but mighty. <laughs> It, it's not about the size oh. of the tank. It's it about the punch. level of detail, and you know, it's about the rivets on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, I, I've put the sides on, which I haven't shown in this work some progress photos. So, like, we're reaching the end um, where I, I'm going to mm. be able to finally paint it. <laughs> I've decided I'm going to make it as one of the wasp uh, wasp flame throwers from the Queenstown rifles in Canada, Wait, which is from. Yeah, go ahead. Did you just say make paint it, make it, or naked? Paint it. <laughs> Get your hand oh, on the paint cover. it. <laughs> yeah, so wait, pervert. Dennis, Dennis, with this yes. model, with this kit, would you say you're close to finishing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I assure you, beauty influencer one seven. I'm nowhere close. <laughs> I'm just getting started. We're just getting warmed up with this one. <laughs> Uh, well, you're yeah. a fucking roll today, Dennis. You would oh. get warmed up with this one; it gives a burning sensation. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Uh, I have to like put a like an, an NC seventeen rating on this episode. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but basically, uh, I, we're like reaching the stage where like I can need a paint. I believe I'm waiting for uh, Ken Medic to get back to me on what color these were, but. I think it might actually be like a British, uh, like brown color, like SCC two. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, still waiting on my figures from China to arrive. Well, when well, did you order those? China. Oh, this is going back like <laughs> two weeks now. So they're supposed to come on like June second. So not long, not long. Um, How the fuck? You're all the way across the continent. Yep. Okay. No, you ordered yours two weeks ago. And they're supposed to arrive early June. Well, you gotta remember, like Canada is basically divided into three major urban centers. So, like, I live right next to the main distribution area. Okay, that's so, actually a really good point. Um, yeah. <coughs> otherwise, uh, autoloader decals. Shout out uh, to my own business. Finally, got all those decals packaged for great hobbies. I'm I've been given permission to say the name of the hobby store. Go buy your decals for Canadian tanks from Great Hobbies at greathobbies.com. I'm not saying anything more because I really don't want to like say anything. Wait, are they on the website? Uh, They're on the website, yeah. If you want to buy my decals, uh, you can actually buy them now and get them shipped to you. So like, uh, it's like, yeah, get them shipped to you. Have fun. Make Canadian tanks. Go support Great Hobbies. I've heard great things about them. Legit. There are some great hobbies. Yeah. Uh, we got men kits. Have at her. Get we got men kits. We got. I can confirm kits. because I'm not biased. Yes, come on down to there. Dennis Martin's uh, used tank dealer. 
<laughs> I'll, I'll hook you guys up with a good deal. We'll get you maybe a get you a little leopard C two A one perhaps. Get this you a bad little boy to go to Moscow to Berlin. Just just slapping the top of a leopard tank. Yeah, this boy <laughs> bad boy can fit so many expandable armor modules on it. Oh, expandable, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every oh. day we draw further from God. We do. <laughs> Mr. Tamiya is disappointed with us. Speaking of ungodly, <laughs> oh, this is what I've been working on. Oh. Um, Pointy. Yeah. Hey, say a prayer for Brother Jack for enduring the, <laughs> the ship building for us so we don't have to. In the name so, of Mr. Chimia, Brother Jack, and Finboy Actual. <laughs> so I haven't been able to do too much modeling like in the past couple weeks. I don't know. I haven't been here in a while. I wonder why. Right, you've been too yeah. busy being a beauty influencer. Yeah, he got yeah, schlacked I, by like the strongest storm Ontario has ever had. Oh. Yeah, I got my power's been out for Six days. I just got it back yesterday. Hey, Jack, yeah, Ezra. Guess how, um, Jack, guess how many uh, days I've had I've been without power for? Zero. Zero. <laughs> yeah, I Jack like was at the point where he was cooking eggs in uh, tinfoil. I forgot Jack, I could go? use a pan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Hi, my name's Jack. I take beauty <laughs> pictures, and I can't cook. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like me, for real. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I did, I did a mast. Um, I don't, it speaks for itself. It's tiny. Fucking. Yeah. It, it took, looks quite uh, rigid. I built that using, um, the last bit of battery on my laptop and I have a ring light that is, uh, plugged in through USB and for the, like a, I had two hours in there and so. I did two hours worth of modeling, built up that mast, battery died, and I was done. Damn. Well, you definitely uh, did a good job in those two hours. Yeah, thank you. I I don't know if you can see in the uh, bottom middle. uh, If you look closely at the bottom of the mast, that is a ladder that goes up the side. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And tiny. We don't uh, judge size, Jack. We've gone over this. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, see, on the Micro Machines podcast, smaller <laughs> is better. <laughs> you tell uh, we him, did, brother. We need to change our name to the Giant Machines podcast. The Mega Machines podcast. <laughs> Mighty Machines. Mighty <laughs> Machines. Jack, guess what? You, know, you remember watching Mighty Machines when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. Did you ever see the episode with the Canadian Air Force like search and rescue helicopters? Uh well, I'd have to watch it again to see if I remember. But you remember that they made it rings one a bell with the uh, search and rescue helicopters, right? Yeah, I yeah, met the guy today who flew that helicopter in that. No area. fucking way! What? Oh, that's so cool! Not only that, he flew the tutor. He was a tutor instructor prior to them oh. being like integrated into the Snowbirds. Wait, really? Yeah. Tutors are like they're so cute. He knows about this podcast, so uh <laughs> yeah. Um Damn. That's he's our audience. Stop listening. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna... After our King. hill to die on. 
I'm not going to yeah, call he's... him by name just because I don't think he. Nec- I don't know if he'd want that. But Cormorant King, if you're out there, if you're listening to us, you are literally so cool. Please, please oh, come on the podcast so cool. and tell us your stories. Yeah, come on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> 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 hi! My name is Jerry from Microsoft, and I'm just wondering: Did you guys make these explicit comments? <laughs> What talking about tanks does to a motherfucker. <laughs> that guy's oh, about to call be... up his lawyer. All right, guys, we have to be close to finishing, eh? Eh? Next slide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here. <laughs> Moving swiftly along. Uh, so this is mine. So I finally got some more work done on my group build. So this is the uh, Type 1 nice. Honey. SPG, Ooh. and I decided to make it my own by putting a Nambu machine gun on the roof as a sort Atta of boy. Like field mod. Boy. See, yes, I sir. really like that. It looks good. Yeah. Piss off good. historians. <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, um, the Nambu wasn't on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm building this as, a, as if it's in a sort of static position, so on top of a hill. So I'm going to put sandbags around it, um, putting up, making a frame of um, wooden logs, and then it's going to have a camo net going over the top of it. And yeah, so hopefully it'll look good. Not holding my breath, but it should look good. Nice. That's looking great. Yeah, for sure. Where? Uh, what island are you basing it off of, or is it just somewhere? Uh. Um, I'm gonna say Saipan. Saipan. That makes nice. sense. Yeah. Sense. Sense. Because <laughs> there, there were tanks in Saipan, I think. So yeah, we'll go with that. Before they all got like completely domed by uh, M4s. <laughs> by the before they got completely decimated by the naval guns. Oh, that too. And air force <laughs> overwhelming air power and yeah. They, they they couldn't stand up to those sixteen inches. Oh, oh, decimate God. you with my naval guns. So Jack's been using that line. I can confirm he's been trying that out. Um, yeah. That's my new pickup line. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's all I can really say because that's all I've really done. So yeah. As for stop Our... being so good at everything. Stop it. Yeah. Okay, for Come the on. past few days, a... I have been working on my big, <laughs> chunky German. This guy obviously has power. As for uh, his I'm... Two, he's too good to be kept left alive. <laughs> we need to control this guy. Thank you, but honestly, I am not happy with how he turned out. Oh, get the fuck well. out of here. All right, he's flecktarn. I don't like it. He flagged turn and don't like it. Shut the fuck up and appreciate your work. <laughs> okay. The only thing I like about him is his helmet. The only thing I like about him is his helmet. <laughs> the mud splattering <laughs> on his feet. And uh, his stubble, his five o'clock shadow. So the figure. You like the figure. The, boom. No, Case no, no. I like everything about the figure except for the whole body. Oh, why, don't so you, you're, why, why don't you like it? Not good enough. Um, yeah, exactly. It's not good enough. I feel like <laughs> the colors should be brighter. 
the splotches should be bigger. They should be brighter. You're discriminating. You're right, I am. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be. Yeah, no shit, right? Appreciate <laughs> who you have in front of you. You're right, I'm, you're right. Okay, fine. I'm happy with how he looks. He uh, is supposed to be a tanker from Falschemjäger Battalion 373. Uh, they used weasels with toe in 2004, so he's obviously going with my weasel. Tits. Yeah. I don't know. He'll look good enough when he's shoved inside of it. excuse me you'll ever hear that uh oh god what commercial was it for febreze i think (laughs) it's like shove it in shove it in or some shit like that (laughs) febreze down bad down horrendous (laughs) america am i right oh yes this oh. I am happy with. This oh my is God, my, st- my still not yet finished Tamiya 135th scale Stug 3 Alks of B. Too political, unfollowed. <laughs> <laughs> how is this still not I, finished? Like, what, what is there to do? Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Like, how um, yeah. <laughs> I still have to finish the stowage. I need to finish the spare track links. Ezra, how are you not finished yet? <laughs> I need to add soot to the muzzle. Damn, you've got stamina. Uh, yeah, thank you. I've been going at this. I've been edging for like seven months. So Ezra's still going. For a long haul. So Ezra's still going, and everyone's getting bored. <laughs> it's just hurry up and finish it. already, Jesus! Don't worry. I'll try to finish by the end of the week. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but I love we're gonna move on mean. to another longer stug, Fiona. <laughs> Are you discriminating against my stug bees? Yes. Little um, yes. stubby yes. gun. Yes. yes. Okay. Get well, I'll it. have it. I'll have you know it can deliver a seven point five millimeter shell through your window. Cold I'm happier now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and I plan on adding. It is. I plan on adding some, uh, some empty, some, some empty shell casings on the back that I scratch built. Some how spin- are you scratch building the uh, <laughs> shell casings? What are you using to do that? Uh, I'm using some spare photo etch discs. Oh, okay. And um, just actual like sprue. Sprue. Yeah, I'm just sanding it to the shape I I need. The diameter, rolling a hole in the middle, and then gluing Great. into that little. Yes. Huh. Yeah, and then I'm gluing it to the piece of photo etch, and bam, boom, done. Atta boy. Yeah. I will say, I have a question. What do you guys think of that spare road wheel I have positioned on the fender? Yes. Was yeah. it there in real life? Yeah, I have that a looks picture. Great. Looks amazing. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, it looks good. Like I ha- when I saw that I was like, "Ooh, I have to do that. That looks really unique." Yeah. Yeah, it it uh I don't know, it's just another thing to draw your attention away from the rest of the tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are you planning on filling up the hatches with any figures or are you just going to kind of like leave them posed open? I'm probably going to leave them posed open. You know what? I actually, that's not the idea. 
I did work on the interior. Like I spent hours. Yeah. No, you wouldn't want so, to cover that up. Yeah. Beautiful. This man. one's probably going yeah, to a show, right? Oh, oh it it's is. definitely going to a show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just this... a bit of a drama queen that way. <laughs> <laughs> this and my TKS, I'm I'm hoping I will get best German with one of them. Yeah, you're best only gonna get best German though, and that's like okay, you got best German. Now what about best <laughs> ally? Oh, I'm trying to get best Israeli with my shot cow. Wearaboo. Uh, <laughs> what, what's like the wearaboo equivalent of IDF appreciators? Uh, Merkaboo. Merkaboo. Oh, I'm happily a Merkaboo. I'm happily a Merkaboo. Mm. Are you though? <laughs> Dude, IDF is basically just Karktan with more steps. <laughs> I Once again, I see no problems here. Craig, get him. Uh, <laughs> unleash furry two three. <laughs> gonna growl at you. I like Kark Tan. I like IDF Sand Gray. I like Dunkle Gal. Well, well Putin likes Ukraine, but that doesn't mean he can have it, does it? <laughs> I'm no, just gonna, he's like, certainly trying. <laughs> like down, boy, down. Don't kill us. <laughs> Ugh. Sick him yeah. two three. <laughs> Greg's not even fighting it anymore. <laughs> I will say, I have been using pigments on my models recently. You're a pigment. <laughs> <laughs> There's just I, I'm starting to actually like them. Holy shit, that's fucking crazy. It's like you're fucking meant to be used. It's like it's like he's this guy has never used pigments before. No, I have followed the night shift bible of using enamels and enamels only. Because I learned from him that <clears throat> pigments are some horrible act of the devil. What's wrong with You're them? a horrible act of the there's, devil. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with pigments. <laughs> you just got to learn how to use them. You're right. And all of the dust you see on this model has been done with pigments. See, good boy, great. Although personally, I'm it. still pretty partial to airbrushing my dust. I like doing that. Hi, I'm Dennis, and I like airbrushing my dust. <laughs> you will address me as femboy actual. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, all right then. Oh, don't listen to this podcast. Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> Go listen to the Plastic Posse. Wait. Do we have one yeah, no video? Don't we yeah, I uh, thought we still had like an ongoing conflict with that with Plastic Posse. Wait, they're they're gonna announce our fucking group build, so wait until oh, after. Never mind, no, we love oh, okay, yeah, yeah, thank yeah. you, Plastic Posse. Well I'm we just wondering, you. like because it's Ivan who's gonna do that, eh, Greg? What's up? So it's yeah, uh, because you spoke with Ivan, eh? Yep. So I'm, I'm just wondering, he'll probably shout that out, and then Scott's going to be sitting there going, hang on a minute, I know that fucking name. be like, no. He's like, <laughs> like micro-machines, no. Callum, that sounds familiar. <laughs> that fucker. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're going to listen to this episode and just disassociate with us. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Simultaneously, like, too political and, like, too, too raunchy. Too leftist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, after listening to the full episode, <laughs> this was an episode and a half. That was a good episode. I mean, we probably made in the 
double entendres in the double digits, huh? Triple. Oh, yeah. I'd say. <laughs> I wonder if we could divide this in two. Yeah, just so like one half of it is like actual model making stuff, the other half of it is just straight up double <laughs> entendres. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. MMB yeah, because how long have we been going? Uh, uh, two, two hours. hours. Five minutes. Oh, that is two oh, podcasts. Geez. It's like one in the morning for you guys, eh? It is one. Yeah, it's one twelve. I've got work at eight o'clock tomorrow. I get Whoa. to sleep in. I got no work. Shut up, Jack. Well, <laughs> 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 I'm just like going off to the coal mines of a hobby store. <laughs> really out in the trenches here. Well then, you reckon we should uh, wrap this one up? Yes. Yeah, let's do this it. Absolute have... mess of an episode, but yeah. Oh god, uh, we went from like missile guidance failures to oh god <laughs> to the failure of the states <laughs> to yeah yeah <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are uh, definitely gonna get cancelled one way or another. Oh, we already have. I mean, we went from missions. Mission. I never mind. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> to the failure right. of as oh. we're finishing. Come <laughs> 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 on, I'll finish one of these days, and that finish will be so spectacular, you will be blown away by its extravagance. Oh, I'm sure we will. <laughs> well, you have been listening to the Micro Machines podcast if you have listened up until this point. First of all, I want to say I'm really sorry, and second of all, <laughs> thank you so much. You're not uh, sorry, though. No, nah, not really. Uh, we will return. No. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. Wow. That yeah, thank is you. A, that's not a threat. That's a promise. Yep. <laughs> this is true. Also, One before, of these we days. Go, before we go, uh, for everyone listening that does armor models, the red panda is now the symbol of yes. our little community. Yes. If, you, if Red pandas are like the uh, dog whistle. If you see another armor modeler post a red panda. Do it. Yeah. I'm going to post a red panda on my modeling page. Everyone post red no, pandas. Do one right now. Yeah. Um, just we a little a teaser. Logo. Right, a little teaser. Logo. Do it. Here's a teaser for hopefully the next episode or maybe the next one after that. We will do the epic showdown. Stug three versus Archer. It is coming. Bro, you. That just sounds lose. like the great debate. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Alrighty. I'm, we are I'm doing shutting this. it down. I'm shutting it down before you can start talking about stoops again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this Glorious is Memboy18 signing off. See you. See you guys. See ya. See ya. See ya.